0: everybody, welcome to episode 85 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Jumont.
1: I'm another host, Mr. Paul R. Robinson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And today is a very exciting day. We have a very special oh guest. Um, excited to have him on. Mr. Marcus, is it Mizell? I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Sure. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Mizell. Depends on what part of the country you're in. All right. All right. So we're so, here with this guy. Call him what you will. We've got we've got some guy on. Um Tell us about yourself. So, yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into uh all the fun stuff.
2: North Carolina originally. Uh Kinston, small town. Um you know, making movies since I was 14, 15 years old, just bored as hell. And um that kind of led into um you know, wanting to Start writing and start kind of making these little movies better, and then kind of wanting to get on sets and figure out how the big guys do it, and then that took me to Wilmington, North Carolina, um, where I worked on like Wintry Hill as a uh, Wintry Hill and like uh, Eastbound and Down and uh, all the stuff they had filming over there. That's cool. That was a grip, um, yeah, and I was a grip for for a while. Um, you know, I just figured as an entry level position that you know it was it made sense. Um, it's rough work. And, uh, it was like my film school, you know, it's like when why I get paid to learn instead of paying mm-hmm. to learn, like, why, like for me, and, and, and luckily we had that opportunity there for the most part, but, um, so yeah. And then, um, making short films, making, you know, making, uh, films the whole time and then basically went to new Orleans, followed the tax incentive around and then ended up in Los Angeles about eight, eight years ago. And yeah three feature films so far and like i don't know like 20 or 30 shorts and music videos and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's the quick rundown uh, of me yeah as far as the films
1: yeah. goes, that's so. interesting that Still don't know
2: how to pronounce my last name
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you uh you know you're over in like north carolina and, and that area and you come to la and now all the work has gone back over to georgia so it's mm. like running back and forth oh uh, yeah
2: Total. Well, yeah, production work for sure. If I was still a grip, then I would definitely, you know, it, you know, entertain going back over there. But you know, all the productions there. But production's one phase of many phases of making a yeah. film. You know, and I think they're not doing any. I mean, you know, all all the kind of stuff has started and ended here. And so, you know, to um, to be here is important still. Mm-hmm. I think, and it does help. Um, but but yeah. But they are killing it. I mean, the actually The George is really, yeah, they're doing a great job,
1: you know, keeping it going. So yeah, We had a good, a, a good friend of ours who's a filmmaker just move yeah. out to L.A. to kind of, you know, get things going. So it's mm-hmm. still very much a, a hub, as it were, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's where most of the actors are, the agencies are, the, you know, all the
1: people, the middlemen that you have to work with, mm-hmm. to, things off the ground and so your latest film is called uh, chameleon uh-huh let's yeah. talk about that a little bit what's what's what 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 drew you to that story like what made you want to tell that story
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah um so
2: i've always wanted to do i like crime films mm-hmm. you know growing up i liked all you know grew up in the 90s so it's you know you have all the the, the michael mann stuff and the Chris, well well the uh soderbergh stuff and the uh later the christopher nolan stuff scorsese all that stuff, all the crime stuff um that combined with kind of going back and watching a lot of that old kind of French crime stuff, like the the, the Melvilles and the, uh, you know, um, I just kind of fell in love with the genre. And then you start kind of getting into it and you start r- writing it. And I, it's just something that I wanted to uh, try my hand at because um, uh, I had done a comedy before that. And... I don't know. It just, it's something about the crime genre is so fun because you're talking about like big, huge themes, like existential themes. And it's a great genre to just like really explore, you know, human nature. So it's dark and it's like, you stop and think like, wow, why am I talking about this kind of stuff? But it's kind of similar to like a horror filmmaker, you know, where like, why are you filming people getting cut up or, you know, hit in the head with an axe? It's like, well, I don't know. I don't, it's like visceral. Right. It's like something about mm-hmm. it, you know. But for this, it's more internal. It's more, you know, um, like why would I want to make a story about two guys kidnapping women and, you know, extorting their husbands for money? I guess just because I don't, that's just kind of the movie I wanted to see. It was just kind of a, a, a twisted, you know, kind of messed up yeah. thing. So, yeah. Um, and I, you know, also nonlinear. I wanted to do a nonlinear film. Love those older nonlinear yeah. films and it wasn't the, the script the interesting thing is with this project is the script was definitely uh a lot different than what the film ended up being uh way more non-linear and like the first i think the 60 minute mark was the first 10 minutes of the film and then the whole thing wrapped back up to that mm-hmm. kind of act two act three turning point it didn't work though in, in the and uh, when, we, when we when we edited it so um but, anyways, there's still some nonlinear aspects, mm-hmm. and there's kind of some fun stuff that hopefully isn't too confusing, you know, for some people. We'll let you know.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah.
0: Well, I I can't right. talk about so, confusing but, people with writing because I confuse everybody with yeah. my writing. But so. you
1: also, but you you also wrote that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you had a lot of um. You know, we we make films together, and she writes, and then I'll direct. But we kind of, you know, we're involved in the process along the way. But uh, as a writer director. You specifically, how do you deal with that? Like what you're saying on set, where you, you have this thing written, but the film ended up being a little different than what yeah. you wrote. So how do you go about that process of, <clears throat> oh, we got to cut this, or we have to add here, or you know, just finessing yeah. it um, during production?
2: Yeah, I think the more you make stuff, the more you film, make films, um, the more you realize how like silly it kind of is to think that you have it all figured out in the screenplay yeah. stage. You
0: know,
2: mm-hmm. like why wouldn't you? Explore all the options in the edit, especially after test screenings and stuff like that. If it makes it better, you know, if there's an opportunity to make it even better than what you thought. But that being said, um, I was pretty sure that that what was on the page was um, going to be, uh, you know, a great, um, uh, you know, it would be a, it would be a great way to tell the story. And then when you put it together, it's like specifically our problem was you didn't know that the character was kind of full of shit or acting in that scene in the opening scene. So it kind of played as if like, it, it was just very, how do you say it? it just did not work. It was like very clunky. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we we have to go back to kind of more of a hero. Another thing is the hero's journey is something that went in doubt. If you can go back to that, it really does help. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to care about your character unless you, you know, give um, that character, you know, uh, a, a clear art right. and going, going nonlinear. Um, damaged that a little bit i guess you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it it, and it was on the page i had an emotional through line i had a map even before we started filming but it just did not translate Mm -hmm. so so anyways um yeah that was the biggest thing and then just constantly kind of tweaking um exploring different smaller details throughout but yeah was the production pretty smooth
0: or did anything
2: (laughs) any production ever smooth well that's why i'm asking it was great (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um it it, all things considered it was phenomenal we had like three people three people crew um the first week we had five or six folks um that was a big bear stuff all the kind of bigger Mm -hmm. stuff um so we were very doc style like you know verite somewhat but um
1: so you camera uh,
2: yeah so i had some help i had uh victoria stein uh, help me out and um it turned out to be where like you know all the handheld stuff it's so hard for me to explain what i need so i would just take over mm-hmm. and then later on it was it turned it, like as this, as the uh project went on it did turn into more of like you know just give me the camera and l- let me put it right here because you know it was it was just it w- that was just the uh the thing that just worked the best you know as we progressed down that path mm-hmm. but um, um but yeah but as far as sound you know like this isn't preferable but we you know we were I had to throw a mic on the actors, you know, and just hope for the best. I mean, we had a nice mixer and we had a, um, you know, uh, backup mics. But, like, that was the biggest concern for me, you know. As far so not as an actual, like, boom person. operator?
0: Okay, so not an actual boom operator.
2: We had somebody holding the boom, okay. you know, when we could. But most it was basically a, a ton of wireless lobs and um, and then a ton of dialogue editing and post. Mm-hmm. Which my cell mixer hates my guts. Now, <laughs> but yep. uh, but it's you know, but that, that it worked out. It was fine. But it, like when you're shooting gorilla, you know, go gorilla. Yeah, yeah. When you're shooting gorilla, you don't have many f- film permits, um, or you know, or whatever. Um, you have to kind of do it that mm-hmm. way. I feel like sometimes you know. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of-
1: We've certainly been there. Yep. Yeah. got like we'll playing out shoots like well we don't have a sound person so how can we tell the story without any dialogue <laughs> mm, which funny. just never worked nice.
0: we always wind up having to get a sound person but
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and so now point. you're also um you're going to be starting a film fest or
2: part of so this yeah the film this is a film tournament um I like, you know, as as we started talking before we started recording, like, you know, I'm a sports guy. I like competition and like tournament, you know, stuff like that. I like March Madness. I like basketball. Love, I love college basketball mm-hmm. for North Carolina. So we have no choice. In the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I was just thinking, like, uh, as you guys are submitting to festivals now, you realize, you know, how there's so much out there, mm-hmm. you know, and like it gets back to you, or maybe they do. I don't know. But like, there's just a lot of saturation and there's not, it seems like the bigger ones aren't really allowing entry unless you have some sort of, um, you know, like some sort of status quo thing. Maybe there are good festivals that really do find great films with no big stars or no big, you know, specific social message or um, whatever. But I do feel like there's so many great films that get lost in the yeah. mix because they they didn't have, um, you know, that. They didn't have uh, the uh,
1: connections, the kind of
2: spotlight or resource or connections, of course, that that some others did. So, anyways, the point for this tournament is to just really acknowledge and celebrate micro-budget filmmakers. And I, and I, I kind of said two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollars or less is is the the number. It depends on who you ask, I mm-hmm. guess. But anything under two fifty for feature films, um, because like I think nobody really. Seems to talk much about just efficiency. Yeah, you know how much someone did with what they had. Yep, it's always kind of like, oh, your end result is all that matters. It's like, I mean, it's obviously huge, but like, what about what this person did with with that? Exactly, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're huge proponents so so kind of that, so
1: that's kind of what, in- yeah, perked yeah. my 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 interest in regards to the film festival because. You know, like much like yourself, we're very, we're very much, you know, wearing a lot of hats. We're trying to stretch every dollar that we have, doing as much as we can. How much can we get done
0: while still paying people? And, yeah. And right. And, yeah, right. So right.
1: So that is, um, it's a it's a, it's the biggest challenge. I think you it know? was
0: kind of a rude yeah. awakening, though. That and locations, like <laughs> amongst other, amongst other indie filmmakers, when we first started doing this, and we would tell people our budget, and they would look at us like isn't that precious that that well, was your budget? So, and we're like, so is that well. not, a, is that really low? And then we started talking <clears> to <throat> other people and they're like, yeah, you know, we made this for only like 70,000. We're like, you got $70,000 oh, yes. to make know, a right? film. That shit that me
2: off. That is amazing. I could make eight films for that. Know,
0: so, yeah. uh, you know, our last film, the one that for a vital sign, like we made this film for just over $5,000 that's the most mm-hmm. we have ever spent on a film. And a lot of that was our own money. You know, it's just, do we right. go on vacation? Nope. You know, we're making a film. Yeah. Uh, and
1: film is our vacation. Film
0: is the vacation. <laughs> and so I, I can certainly, appre- I mean, I've watched films where people have had a $100,000 budget and been like, wow, they did a great job. But um yeah. i'm always impressed when somebody can do that with ten thousand yeah. dollars and make it look good and sound good and it's like wow okay mm-hmm. cool <laughs> you
2: know? well it's it's so funny because like somebody that's like oh we had this much and that makes like we we only had 70 or 100 that makes me want to say oh yeah. <laughs> you know like okay like i mean it, and that's still an accomplishment yeah but like come on man. yeah five ten grand that's amazing yeah and, and like it, it doesn't cost anything to be creative mm-hmm. Like it does like even framing up a shot costs zero dollars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, and a lot of times, like, whatever camera you have, you know, doesn't matter is if your framing is good or bad. For example. Yeah. You know, so that's that kind of stuff. It's like it costs nothing. Yeah. It costs nothing to write.
1: Yep. You know, it yeah. costs time. It costs very little anyway. to light a shot properly. You know, you can get totally exactly you know, even sound
2: now. Like these little these little task cam recorders. It's one hundred and eighty dollars, and it's pretty decent. Yeah. You know, you don't have to mix anything. You know, so. There's no more excuses, um, but also like relating to the film tournament, too, and just the film market in general right now. Um, it's so hard to make money, make, make make money back from a movie, especially if you have no big stars with that will cost big money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, isn't it ideal to not spend so much, even less than people are used to spending yep. so you don't lose so mm-hmm. much, you know?
1: Yeah, we just dropped, so, a, what was it, a little over 500 bucks on 17 festivals, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, nice. So up
0: and that, I mean, that's just because we okay. we tend to go for the smaller ones, just because, as you had just said, you know, it's it's not speculation; it's facts. the 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 better yes. known film festivals do not cater to our caliber film making. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, you know. They these are people with connections. They know producers. You know this. You know that. And you know, we've spoken. <laughs> we've had guests on the show that after the show and when we stopped recording have let us in on their experiences at the big film festivals and they're like yeah this whole thing's rigged <laughs> I'm like yeah we <laughs> we suspected that but you know it straight out of the horse's mouth like so i don't i don't bother submitting to you know uh to cans and and South by yeah. Like they're yeah. not going to take our film. It's like who not the Not with that attitude, going? lady.
2: They'll <laughs> no, take your money. Though. Yeah,
0: they'll take my money yeah. just fine. It's true. So
2: I gotta say though, I gotta say like there are a few bright spots out there. Like Dances with Films, you know those guys in, in Hollywood. They've been, I saw them on the list. Fantastic. Yeah. They um they they let us premiere our last two features there. They have a, they have the Chinese Theater as a mm-hmm. venue. They have a week and a half long. Uh, the, uh, uh I can't even speak right now. <laughs> little foggy from last night. Um, They have a week, a week and a half of films. And, uh, but they're, one of their kind of criteria is, you can't have any famous people in your film. Oh, films. that's cool. Like, oh, interesting. It's, they're like a, fi- they're like, they're like a film festival really for kind of, without saying it, micro mm-hmm. budget films to a degree. They have been fantastic. Like you do have some bright spots oh, out there. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but as far as like the bigger ones, like don't waste your 80 bucks submitting to Sundance. I mean, maybe not, maybe do, because you never know. But, Sorry, man, that stuff is kind of bought and paid for. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, yeah, the bigger festivals we've been into, I'm not going to name them the big, the bigger for other projects. Like, it's because we knew somebody. Mm-hmm. It, I'm being honest, it's yeah. true, you know. So, anyway, yeah, when um, we started finding out that people were know. like,
0: Oh, no, we didn't submit, they came to us because they knew someone that we knew. And we're like, Oh, you didn't even have to pay for your submission, like, they just threw your film right in there because you you knew the right people yeah
2: (laughs) but i guess there's so much saturation for them too that it
1: does help from practical standpoint Mm
2: -hmm. from their point of view to maybe have some weed weeding out you know some weeds being pulled Mm -hmm. a little bit and that's i mean that's happened even
1: on our level where you know our last film did pretty okay at film festivals and so we had other film festivals say hey we know that your film did well over here here's a discount code to submit to arm festivals so
2: um well that first round of programmers too though it's like they're like kind of you know interns or whatever half the time mm-hmm. so like if you can bypass that first round by knowing somebody mm-hmm. that's also i think very helpful yeah. but we anyways. all don't know
0: somebody that's a problem <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> gotta pave your way yeah
1: eventually Network. so
0: so tell us so tell us more about that what what are the plans for for that film festival
2: so yeah so um i was talking to my friend maggie and she she used to i think she was the director of the LA Film Festival years a couple of years back. But anyways, she was like, "Do not call this a festival. This is not a festival. I think it's more of like a competition." I'm like, "Oh, it's totally a competition." Mm-hmm. I said, "It's more of a tournament." She's like, "Oh yeah, because you know festivals are more curated and kind of, uh, you know, it's it's like the, the tournament is more so democratized and like we will pick the fir- the final sixteen feature films to compete, but then it is." Um, up to the, the people so basically the first round of 16 is voted on the artwork and the synopsis are voted on like with our online presence mm-hmm. uh, about a month about a month about five weeks before the the event starts november five through eight and so anyways it's like it's like it's i'm trying to make it resemble the marketplace mm-hmm. you know if you go on netflix and you're trying to find something to watch what do you you know you all you have is the artwork and kind of the synopsis and then you you get past Whatever piques your interest, you then push yes, and you start then watching what will be our second our, our our second round of eight, which is basically the film is watched and like you know sometimes if you're watching five or ten minutes or something and it's not really doing it for you, you probably sometimes back out and go watch something else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so our our so that round is not about people watching just the first ten minutes, but it's about industry folks watching, um, you know, as much as they want to watch and then deciding their top four and this will just be a consensus you know for we have um uh nancy kerhoffer who's post post post-production super on dr sleep um we have uh jamie hart who was a sound mixer on like zero dark 30. we have jillian Longnecker, who was producer of vice and sausage party Mm -hmm. so we have some, some some actual legit people who are kind enough to take their time and be a part of that little phase of the contest that's impressive It's fun. And then, sorry, and then there's this four. We'll move on to the, I guess, the final four. And um, they, uh, those films are decided on by a pool of critics that we have um, that uh, several that that, that reviewed my last film, you know, I reached out to them to see if they wanted to participate in this. And so on a like a five star system the top 2 will move on to the final round which is uh chosen by the live audience at, at the final night of the the, the live screening mm. so, oh wow does that make yeah. sense yeah, totally. try to keep it simple and streamlined yeah yeah, it yeah totally makes sense and i want every single i want every um round to reflect some sort of aspect of the real
1: world Yeah, you know, when you put your film out mm-hmm. there yeah from, it's interesting that you, that you have it that way you know you have <laughs> these certain kind of um uh markers along the way, you know, and it's being yeah. judged in a in kind of a different way, not completely, you know, it's still, you know, you're judging the yeah. film, but at the same time, it's, you're looking at almost different criteria, especially when you get to the audience portion of it, you know, so that's very yeah. interesting. I like that. Well,
2: it's as as a film, you know, just like you, you have your movie on VOD, and then you hope that your artwork is good and people press play, and then then you hope that they watch the whole thing, and then you hope that the critics like it and rate it. And then you hope that the ultimate goal was to be in a room full of people watching your film. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh my God. And then, you know, be, being chosen or being picked or being, you know, the, the, that crowd of people, that audience is really the, the main goal to have that, to get to that, that place. I will say the live event takes place November 5th through the 8th. And, and we have our venue in Burbank and, um, we've got some sponsors coming on. It's actually coming together. Like it's, nice. it's, it's exciting and um, It's a lot of work. So we we'll like basically that. it is, but it's like if you've made a film, it doesn't seem. I mean, I don't want to underestimate it because that wouldn't be good. <laughs> but I do feel like having made feature films the way we make them, um, it that helps a lot in, as far as it feeling like it's very similar, but like it seems easier so far. Right. Well, it's a, it's but a, it's, it's this, just
1: different characters. Yeah, it's the same sensibility though of just doing what you got to yeah. do to get it done.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, and and also allowing people to give their advice and help you. Yeah. You know, if they want, to, yeah. Which we've got, we've we've gotten some of that. So
1: you probably get more than that than you ever want. I to want something
2: new and fresh. You know, it's like it's just like we don't need another film festival for mm. sure. There's too many already. But just the kind of the tournament aspect of it, it just makes it a little new feeling. It's a little something new. I think yeah. hopefully. So that's what
0: I really liked about um Robert Rodriguez's show. Rebel oh yeah, without did you ever see crew? that show? The Rebel without
2: a crew. The one on- I read the book, but he had a show on El Rey. Yeah, or?
0: he did a show where oh. he gave... Um, so it was It was less of a competition than it was just sort of like this cohesive community of filmmakers all getting the opportunity to make their film. And they all had the same okay. budget that he had when he had done his film. And so everyone had to use the same cameras and you got to choose where, what you, where you wanted to put your budget. If you wanted to do that on the location, if you wanted to throw that into lenses, that was up to you as kind of having to be smart about what's most important. And in the end, they all got to screen their film and, Uh you know, they, they debuted it and stuff. And so it wasn't, it wasn't so much of a competition, but just like an experience of how did this person go through it? How did this person go through it? And, uh, you know, you you know, you're watching, we're watching it sometimes like thinking like, don't spend your money on that. You don't need that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, what are they doing?
0: Um, but it, it was just, yeah, one great really example was that concept.
1: if if you utilized the, you could utilize his studio there, troublemaker whatever it is. If you utilized mm-hmm. his studio, you didn't have to pay for location for the location, and none of them did that. I was yeah. like, I would have shot the whole damn thing in there. Yeah. What? None no, no,
0: everyone decided to go with their locations and you know it's just it's how different people work but yep. when we were watching it I was like yeah. oh my god I would have grabbed the script and been like I'm rewriting it tonight to fit this location because I don't want to pay because now if we can get better lenses
1: then that's what I
0: want you know I'd rather have that than than to pay for the location I guess you know
2: but that's what's really cool about that concept for that contest it's like yeah it's like who's going to put the money where that's really yeah. and
0: it was just watching like certain people like day before the first shoot Still weren't prepared, you know, and it was just like oh, you know you're on the edge of your seat because you're like, what are you doing?
1: It was very communal, you know. you had some filmmakers that weren't shooting one day; they lent them some stuff. Yeah, another film. So, yeah, it's just would... interesting to see when you you give somebody a lot of money for a film that you know it, that they don't they're not used to and how they would allocate that. You know, I hope to have that problem someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so know we what are. I gotta say:
2: being in those Being on those bigger sets is like a grip or whatever. You know, you really do um, eventually learn what you don't need. There's so much just sitting around that's been that's being paid for every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People and gear and all this other stuff. And it's like, what is that camera doing over there? Just in case they might need a third camera. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, yeah, you start really trying to figure out, okay, what's really needed here? And like it comes down to really not much is needed. I mean, you need what you need, but you don't – you can do so much with, like, uh, you, you know – There's a lot of bells and whistles things. that just yeah.
0: – are, are just that. They're just bells so and whistles, So yeah. many.
2: And, and, but I think aspiring filmmakers get caught up in the wrong stuff. You know, they, they want a director's chair before they want. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or something, you know, whatever. But anyways, um, that sounds really cool. I'm going to check that out. And I think the same idea is, like, just um, – we want people to screen their films. We want people to feel like their even their older films have another kind of life to live, even if it's for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we want to like bring people together. I, I'm excited to meet other filmmakers. You know, that have gone through the same stuff, and I'm excited to just like see what we can create by kind of rubbing two sticks together. Yeah. You know, like why not? Why not do it? You know, like,
1: and, and I, we'll see how the first year. And goes, I like so. how you're able to bring in older films because, like, a film is a film, right? If you made it in 2018 or 2019, yeah. what is it? What does it matter if it's good? It's good. And these buyers are like ages
2: about this yeah. stuff, you know, like domestic or, you know, film buyers like, like, Oh, I mean, if your if your film is made in 2019, uh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. If, if you posted, you know, if your film was shot in December of 2019, um, but you give it to the buyer in January, 2020, your film's a year old to them. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's just like what it is. Anyways, that's you know, that's an extreme example, but, um, what, why, you mm. know? Like, I think the what should matter is if someone, if people have seen it or mm. not, who cares how old it is unless it looks like it was shot on a DVX. That's not, it's not going to help you oh, too much. I
1: had that camera. I love that camera. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a great yeah. camera.
2: But I guess, you know, it, it, it's, that would that would kind of be tough for people to, to digest yeah, these mm-hmm. days yeah. to see that image sat in there. But, 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 you know, something in the past 10 years or five years or whatever, why not, mm-hmm. you know? That's awesome. So... We'll see, man. Um, We also have a round table. We're trying to kind of, uh, when you go to a film festival, a lot of times you have panels that where you're, the filmmakers in the festival are watching other people talk. I think it's cool that we can like get filmmakers that are in the tournament to be able to talk about their stuff, you know? Oh, nice. We're going to film that and try to just, you know, um, make that kind of a fun event, you know? And we have some people coming out to speak. We're, try, we're just trying to have a, a really solid atmosphere and a
1: great yeah. time. I mean, it's all about and community sure building because there's so, is, you know, there's yeah. there's so many people out there and there's so many nice people. I mean, there's, you know, there's jerks, obviously, in any field. But, you know, the the film community is from our experience has been, you know, finding like we on our last film, we worked with a bunch of actors who we love and we like still talk to now, you know. So it's oh, just yeah. the the creative kind of community community when you can, I don't know, just bounce ideas off people and just, I mean, we're here to make a film and have fun. If you're not having fun making films, then you could do anything, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Well,
2: also it's a lonely, it's a lonely process sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know I mean? Even if you do have somebody, it's like a lot of work that you have to sit down and do yourself and,
1: it's so nice when
2: you're like able to like screen at a festival or screen at all. And like, but it's only so quick, you know, it's like, Oh my God, that was great. But that was like one night mm-hmm. out of the three year process yeah. or whatever. Yeah.
1: Seriously. Just one more opportunity,
2: hopefully to kind of, and you, the people you meet at festivals and things like this too, like they always seem to come back around. So, you know, you're talking about
1: in terms of like the I, pro, programmers and stuff,
2: um, I would say other filmmakers, okay. um, uh, you know, you get together for drinks or part or whatever. And like, Oh, how, you know, like talking about delivery. How are we supposed to do this? You mm. know, or like, who are you talking to for your distribution? Mm. Or what are you making next? Or whatever. You yeah. know, you follow them on Instagram and all of a sudden it's like,
1: hey, you want to help me
2: with this project? Or da 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 yeah. da. Mm. So we've always kind <laughs> of Same sucked
1: at that because we're like very uh introverted, I guess. Sort of like, yes. so like right. in a social situation, you know, we could talk all day <laughs> on this stupid podcast, but, you know, <laughs> you put us in front of a live human being and we're just like, Hey, nice well,
0: I think also it's just but weird we're getting for better. us because like when we would go, you know, we go to film fest and they have a panel and most people have, you know, they have this huge crew cause they had so much more money than us. And they're like, Hey, so bring your cast and crew on. We're like that. It's just us. Nobody else can. Yeah. And they're like, so where's <laughs> Where the rest of your crew? Like, no, he's the director and the cinematographer and the editor. And then I wrote it and we produced it and I, fil- and I acted in it. <laughs> They're like, yeah. so we're not as fun, uh, I guess, you know, because we don't have these, this, this sprawling crew to, to, to bring up on stage. And uh, I don't know, people don't know what to do with that some, sometimes. So just yeah. like, what do you, what do you so mean so you didn't have 40 too, people bro. on set? Like, we, nope.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, nobody, we don't really want, I think sometimes people are mistaken of like, as control freaks because they did five things. It's like we had, had to do five. No years. choice. Five right, right, right. I would love I to, a- to
0: just show up on set and act. Yeah, but yeah. I would love that. <laughs> it's,
2: right? Wouldn't that be nice to just direct? But yeah. But like, who's gonna who's gonna make sure that the, you know thing everything gets there mm-hmm. and all that? But you know, so it's almost embarrassing. You don't even want to like. I don't want to be all oh, the five things I do on Chameleon. It's like I had you know I had to change. Like, I gave my mother my mother the editing credit. <laughs> and, it, and it's mm-hmm. like. Anyways, but it had to be done. It's, it would be, I don't know. It, whatever. Yeah. So hopefully we can all get to a place where we can just continue moving up, you know, and then we don't have to take but one credit yeah. or maybe two. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is, you know,
1: know when you, I think when you first start out, you're like, look at all the stuff I did. I'm so impressive. And then it gets to a certain point where you're like, <laughs> God, I don't want to do all these things. You know, I want to yeah. hyper focus yeah. on directing and the performances and the, the tone and the story. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't have to worry about if every I mean. shot's it perfectly in focus and, and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Talking yeah. to other
0: actors and being yeah. like, so you just show up on set. <laughs> yeah. And then you just wait till it's your turn for when they need you. <laughs> you don't do anything else. You're not like You're not craft cooking services and, and doing craft <laughs> services and putting people's makeup on. You're not doing any of that. That's yeah. insanity. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will say my lead actor for Camellia did help out. He tried his best to help out when he wasn't in scenes. But you know what? I don't. It doesn't help the actor to... I feel like the actor there is. It's, I think it is very important to have to give that actor that kind of safe space, yeah. you know, in between, um, you know, like the trailer, not the trailer, but you know, that would be the big set version of that. <laughs> but just like they need to stay in character, they don't need to help out because it doesn't help you out when you're on screen or mm-hmm. too It's quite. It is difficult to be present and to be engaging and to just be directed. So, anyways, I think that they they, they make too much money. I'll go ahead and say, <laughs> you know, on big sets, but they, but they but people go to movies to see them too. So.
1: Right, I mean yeah, they know. could be they could be a, a sole reason that your movie gets seen by you know the x amount more people. Exactly, and, they, and they,
2: yeah, and they can bring the soul to the movie too. It's obviously they're valuable as hell, but but anyways, um, I do think as far as even the small micro budget stuff where everybody's wearing different hats, I, yeah, the actors should not do anything but act. I think
1: because it's not going to help their acting. Yeah. Like we had we had um a lot of actors chipping in on our last one but um
0: yeah but i just did not want to wear anyone out because then that becomes yeah, exactly. counterproductive when we have to run that scene yeah. five times yep. because you have to you need more time to get back into character because you were just yeah. you know having to deal with the clapboard for an hour and a half and now you're like not yeah. where i need you to be it's just as
1: as exhausting it is to be lugging c stands around all day it's just as exhausting to have to cry 50 times yes you true know, yeah just yes, a different kind is, of exhaustion obviously. but it's still exhausting
0: it's physically exhausting what, after with the scene in our last film i had to cook for everybody immediately I, it was literally like cut and then i had to walk up that hill and start cooking and i was like i just want to sleep <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's nothing else that i want to yeah. do right now i don't even care if you guys are hungry but
1: yeah. and you gotta go home and dump footage and yeah. all that
0: it's a whole a whole yeah. process
1: yeah. For sure. I mean, we get to we get to break some of that up between us which is great
0: yeah it's okay. not like yeah. just
1: me cooking and doing all that stuff because they'd probably die if I had to cook. But um, That's a cool... But you guys have a
2: unique thing going on. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you guys have a solid
1: team, a filmmaker team. Yeah, right? I mean, we, well, we... the two of us. The two yeah. of us, but we make it work because we don't really yeah. step on each other's toes so much. I mean, we, you know, we have arguments just like every couple or partners right. or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, um, our roles are defined within ourselves and we know where we can... Let mm-hmm. the other person kind of flourish and go. and But we also know like that it's safe to step in and say, hey, that's not this working. is weird yeah. or this isn't working for me and here's why, that sort of thing. So, yeah, we make it work. You guys
2: can actually talk to one another and not yeah.
1: want to kill each other yeah. or not actually kill each other. <laughs> we want to, I'm sure, but <laughs> we don't. Sometimes. Yeah.
2: yeah it's, <laughs> I think it's the,
0: like when people meet us, that other filmmakers, and they're like, so you guys are married And you make films together and we're like, yeah, they're like, that's crazy. (laughs) And we just, I mean, just because we've been making films together since before we started dating. So it's just part of like, it's how I know him and how he knows me is just making films. We don't realize like, oh yeah, if I had to be married to somebody who was not into this this would probably be a problem where they're like, you're spending how much on what again, you know, didn't you just buy stuff
1: or the the endless weekends where I'm editing and you're not doing anything and and not spending time together. You can't
0: spend anything, you know, it's months of editing and uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult business to be in with a partner that doesn't have any interest in it. I I never appreciated that until I really stopped to think about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is
1: probably tough. Yeah. You will appreciate me. (laughs) eventually (laughs) one day from an
2: observer standpoint though it's like i I can't think of any uh similar filmmaking couples right like husband wife team. i mean
0: i actually i came across another and and i don't remember their names i had seen some film that was it was a really good short film i think they were based out of the uk and they were a husband and wife team Hmm. and i got so excited by that because i was like oh oh so are we you know you never meet other people that are like married and doing. that.
2: start a film. You should start like a film tournament or film festival <laughs> for just, just, 1, just like couples. <laughs> like four films. In it. <laughs> yeah, like four movies, yeah. just behind
0: the scenes of just rampant arguments going yeah. on. Like. Oh my
2: god, that'd be fantastic. I will say for the tournament, we've gotten some, we've gotten a bunch of submissions so far. I'm
1: sorry. Was it just features?
2: No. Oh no. So uh, features and then also short films. But the short films have to be. Uh, they have to also work as kind of a proof of concept for a feature. Oh, that's film. right. I remember okay. reading that. You know? Yeah. And the last. That's interesting re- because that's what our, our last
0: movies. film was. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I well, wanted I mean, to make it a feature, but we couldn't afford to do the mm-hmm. feature. So it was like, all right, how do I sort of conceptualize this to make sense as a short, but then also be yeah. able to, like, if somebody was like, you know, that one in a million chance that somebody's like, I think this would be a great feature. Mm-hmm. that I can be like, well, here's the premise, you know, but you know what?
2: Totally. But also like, how much did it help you to even get it off the page and like, do it like, Oh my God, it's so helpful. It's like making a lookbook or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, for me at yeah. least like, Oh my God. But what's cool is like the, uh, for chameleon and for actor for hire, our, our feature before chameleon, we, um, we did proof of concepts like for Actor for hire specifically, we did like a web series pilot, um, two episodes. So like, anyways, uh, and Chameleon but both of those proof of concepts that footage made it into the final film as well so like oh. we didn't even have to reshoot that so that's like a, you know half a week saved right. from not having to do that but um like Chameleon it's um all the uh, stuff pretty much when he um when he arrives in LA uh yeah when he arrives in Los Angeles that up until he's um getting the dishwasher job or whatever like we shot that like two years before we shot the rest of the film. So, oh, wow! Well. Uh, okay, have to keep an eye know, out for that. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, anyways, having a proof of concept can work in so many ways. Not even just like some producer or some investor saying, "Okay, here's some money" or "Here's some help." It's like it just helps you, mm-hmm. and it also literally can be footage that you can add on into your feature. You know, yeah. if if you're not missing, mixing formats, all that right,
1: stuff, right? Right.
2: But anyway, awesome.
0: Well, so um, where can everyone find your your information for well for your work and then your information for the tournament
2: so the tournament is on film freeway uh if you just search for the micro it'll pop up um or you just go to the Uh microfilmtournament.com or you just google it it'll pop up and then um uh chameleon is uh we just signed a distribution deal yesterday oh nice Nice, congrats Um, thank you it feels good took forever (laughs) but uh, um But uh, yeah, it's going to be out there more more than just you know Amazon, and um, that'll be a late spring, early summer release. So that feels good. I was t- I was told I can't announce the distributor just okay. yet, okay. which who cares anyway. <laughs> um, and then and then active for hire, our last feature did pretty well. Um, we did all we Gravitas Ventures uh, put it out for us, but then I think now it's on like the Roku channel for free. Oh, nice. cool. So if you want to watch that thing, you know.
0: Yeah. Cool, awesome, Very well, exciting! Yeah, thank you so much for being on, and we'd love to have thank you, you back on once you get the tournament going to oh, yeah. talk about that whole process. How going interested and how that's yeah. gonna how that's gonna play out? That sounds cool.
2: I hope to. Yeah. I mean, uh, it would be great to even like try to uh, link you guys with whoever ends up making it into the tournament, maybe the later rounds or something yeah. like that. If you're if you, you know, if you guys are interested in covering. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we look, the, the whole film. reason we
1: started doing this stupid thing is because we want <laughs> to uh, we want to meet people like yourselves and other filmmakers and, and talk about filming. I mean, this is something we do anyway. We sit and talk about filmmaking. So, um, you know, through yeah. this through this podcast, we've met people and we keep in contact with a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, we're always down to talk to filmmakers always
2: well god bless you for doing mm-hmm. it too because it's important we have to try to keep yeah. you know we can't just make films yeah. we have to also get out get, yeah, get out yeah. There and, connect with and it's like you know there's so many
1: deal. uh people that you know i think they i think they have the uh the multi-million dollar films covered i'll let i'll let the professionals handle that we'll deal with the uh the micro people it's good
2: i think there is some still kind of like space to be filled like there's kind of a little bit of a wild wild west especially with the digital tech. I know we're wrapping it up, but just want to say with the digital technology and everything else, the ease of actually executing a mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Now it's like mm-hmm. all that free stuff. Like that. What are you trying to say? Express yourself and the framing and the lighting and the da da da. We have opportunity here. We
1: just. It's like
2: how do we, how do we get in there and maximize? The yeah, thing, you know? yeah,
1: I love it. I mean, you can make a film for practically nothing nowadays, and it is yeah. going to oversaturate a little bit. But right, but the, but the right. the good stuff always comes to the top you know eventually if you're if you're good at what you do you will get noticed i truly believe that it may be in longer than you want but you know it'll happen (laughs) totally just gotta
2: push record at the end of the day
1: which i've I've, i may or may not have made that mistake in my early days (laughs) totally everybody i may i remember we shot a film once and i deleted a card that had a whole night shoot on it (laughs) she's shaking her head yeah She's like, those, oh, was were, the worst. those were all
0: my scenes, yeah. and I had the flu, so I had to do it again. Oh, <laughs> it was the, it was was like, the worst. That's my die. biggest
1: horror story. <laughs> oh <my God>. So, <laughs> so label your cards. That's yes. all I have to say. Listen. Less- <laughs> oh yes, yes. All right. Well, well thank y'all so yeah, much. For thank you so
0: much for being on. Me.
1: Yep. Talk with Bye. You soon. Well, that was Mr. Marcus. M- Marcus, that's his name, apparently. Marcus, <laughs> I'm an idiot. It was Marcus Mizell or Mizell. Uh, you know, whatever your. Uh,
0: Depending on the region,
1: yeah. Depending on what region you're in, or how lazy you feel like pronouncing things, um, we definitely appreciate him coming on. He's he's a great great guy, awesome filmmaker. Check out his stuff. We'll yeah. have links to everything.
0: Yeah, cool in comedy. the description.
1: Um, one of the the fellow guerrilla filmmakers with guerrilla roots, making it making it happen. That's right. Making it making shit happen. We're out there. Yep.
0: So um, we've been super busy. So we haven't had time to watch a lot of stuff, yeah. As per usage, yeah. Although the not
1: even his film, which I want to see. I
0: know we're just like all over the place. Um, Probably our, get to it later. A trailer maybe should be dropping very soon. Mm-hmm. So gotta finish that up. We were working on that pretty late last night, picking the right scenes, and and then I I would mm. leave the vicinity, and you'd be like, "Hey, I changed it. What do you think?" Well, Here's and the I interesting go,
1: thing about trailers. No. Let's talk. Let's talk <laughs> trailers, shall we? Here's the thing about trailers is. There's a constant battle, at least in my head, between picking out the most beautiful shots in the film versus the, the shots that will tell the best story. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance. And I'm always, like, trying to sneak in the, the shots that I think are prettier. And you're always trying to, like, put in the shots that tell more. Tell a story. Tell a story. Yeah. Um, so there's that battle. Style over substance.
0: All right. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, but we that did... should be
1: released today, hopefully. I don't hopefully. Know.
0: We did watch a show that, that's some of you are going to be like, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Cause it's been out for like s- five months or so Yeah. Um, on Netflix. It was a series called unbelievable, which was
1: unbelievable.
0: People were talking a lot about, and it, it came out like right when we were in the last end of pre-production. So there mm. was like, no way I was yeah. starting a series. We were just so crazy at that time. And it was like, I, I just don't have time for this. So I, you know, I want to wait till things slow down and they have, and we got, you know, finally got the final cutout and we have the trailer, So it was mm-hmm. like, let's, let's, let's watch something. Um, and, uh, so this is, uh, there were two directors, I believe, or a couple, couple directors. Um, uh, Lisa Cholodenko, Michael dinner and Susanna Grant. Mike dinner. D I N N E R.
1: Huh. Dinner. could be dinner.
0: <laughs> dinner <Din-ay-u. laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, writers, uh, Susan Grant and Michael Chabon, uh, and uh, so this was my my interest. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I went into this because it had uh, Merit Weber. Weaver.
1: Weaver Weaver.
0: See Weaver to me we- has there? an A, and we- she's W E V E R. Yeah. So I always thought be her name to be Weaver. Yeah. Uh But um, I love her.
1: Yeah. Like I
0: love, I I was obscenely late to the game with Nurse Jackie, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I'd seen her, and I was like, who the hell is this? Because to me. Between um, her and Betty Gilpin, mm-hmm. they stole the show. I know right. that they weren't the lead, but I was just like, I watched the show for them. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was good, but it was just like they just cracked whenever they were on mm-hmm. screen. I, I just couldn't not be completely could, glued could, to the So away. I look loved away. them, and so they're they are now two of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and also Tony Collette, who is another actor that I really really like. So mm-hmm. I was like, this
1: she's good.
0: A a duo. Colette mm-hmm. and Weber, like what's what's happening? I have to watch this. Uh, it's also starring um, uh, Caitlin Dever. Dever, no A. Mm. So I'm going to say Dever, not Dever. Dever. I don't know. Um, and a, a, a couple and she other. She was in
1: um, Smart too.
0: Yes, uh, a couple which other. I still want to see. Yeah, I want to see that too. A couple other faces that that you'll recognize for sure. Um, and so uh, this was the first episode. I got a little bit worried Mm -hmm. because nitpicking, I'm just going to be nitpicking here. There were like certain, it it wasn't nothing about the filming of it. It was just, um, just certain characters kind of weirded me out a little bit. And one, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but there was like one actor that's not like main, main character, but one actor that I was like. The performance was a little rough for me. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like, oh, God, I hope this isn't a main character that it keeps going because it was kind of throwing me out. And they weren't. And, you know, I don't know. That's subjective, I guess. It's just how I
1: felt. The first episode did feel a little made for tv
0: yeah, it was a little lifetime, you
1: know, um, I don't know what it was. And I'm not like trying to just just the kind of the feeling that I got. And there was nothing necessarily wrong with it. I wasn't like, oh, the lighting's bad or that's bad or whatever. But there was just something made me. Feel. But then as it progressed, it just got better and better and better. And it just became it's very addicting.
0: I mean, dare I say, once we had Merritt and Tony Collette in there, that shit just took off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying mm-hmm. that that. Uh, Actors of that caliber with with that much like just draw and talent mm-hmm. just freaking brought that like they brought it to a whole other level. Yeah. And I will say that like without their performances, it felt very made for TV, like you said. Mm. But they just I mean, they're so freaking good that I just I, it was one of those shows, right, that um, nothing terribly fancy going on, you know, like just basic sets like this wasn't like the, the craziest thing. I mean, maybe like their their headquarters mm-hmm. in Colorado that was pretty massive building or set yeah. you know but um this isn't like something that you're watching for set design this is just it's it's story driven completely loosely
1: based on a real story
0: it no it's it's based on a true story it's
1: it's, it's tightly based on it's a tightly
0: based on a true story. true story um and it was something that like i didn't anticipate us liking it as much as we did so when we first started watching it we didn't have a whole lot of time to get a bunch of episodes in and we were like duh Oh, it's yeah. already at like eleven thirty. Shit, we can't watch another episode. And then you were working we're old, late we nights. Early. Well, no, we we we're like in bed by like eleven thirty. Yeah. But um, then you had late nights coming after that, yeah. and I was like, come on, hurry up! You were you were like, I'm driving home now. I'm like, I'm setting up Netflix, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because we wanted to get in as many episodes yeah. as we could because the story was just so compelling. And you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Mm-hmm. And then knowing that it's based on a true story is just kind of adds that other sort of yeah uh, layer to it. Um, I don't know, man, like Merritt and Tony just freaking killed it. Merritt and Tony. Merritt and Tony. They should, they should work together more. Yeah. They, they had such a good dynamic. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed them. Just as like subtleties to the way that they play their characters. Tony Collette is, they're both very organic. They have very believable, Mm -hmm. um, mannerisms to that. They add to their characters and, um, they look real, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and Amara specifically, I think she probably had to, because she seems to me like she would just be a very funny person just in life, and so having to dial that back, but still feel real. I believe
0: she's that person too, like that Well, that's what I'm saying, is like she had to dial
1: back that. the silliness that she probably inherently has within her to kind of play a more real character, but still play it as if that's who she is anyway, you know? So. But
0: still have, she had like a bit of that yeah. comedic... Yeah. aspect to her personality which is what made you love the character mm-hmm. that much more and then tony collette's kind of um a, a bit more sarcastic yeah which i think she really is and so like uh, she's played this type of character before and she does it really well mm-hmm. and i just i just love that yeah I love that. I love when, when actors can play natural, which as we know is, is a difficult thing to do. It, it seems like it's easy, but it it's is. probably one of the more difficult things to ask an actor to do is play this part organically. And I want to believe you and I want you to be relatable. Like That's, mm-hmm. it's tough to play natural.
1: Yeah. Cause you're pro- I mean, I, I'm not an actor, but it's probably, you're just so used to putting on a character that to let your guard down and just be natural. It seems unnatural.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, that I'm not I don't want to glaze over the the fact that this is based on a true story and, and how ridiculous this whole thing was.
1: Oh my god. Um uh, frustrating.
0: It still frustrating. Yeah, still, do- it still is and, and frustrating and um yeah, so the I, I would definitely recommend it. I know I know that it came out a while ago and people are probably like, come on, mm-hmm. come on. But there's so many things there's so many things on our list and uh, we're still gonna we're gonna jump into another criminal either Spain or France. I think those are the last two we have. Mm-hmm. That was another show that just uh, surprised me. But this was this was really good. And I felt like it had just enough episodes. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get to a point where you're like, let's wrap this up because I knew it was a true story. So that, that sort of tarnishes it a little bit because you're mm-hmm. like, you know where things are going to... I already know what's going to kind of happen at the end because people had been talking, but um, I really liked the way they wrapped it up. Yeah. This type of show can go awry. Yeah. And you see, it's like, it wouldn't be a show if you didn't yawn at me at
1: some point. And then what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, what are you talking about?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I just saw your tonsils. Nope. Um, so uh, I really, I just really appreciated, I really appreciated the show. And I'm glad that we didn't just kind of fall off because of the first episode and yeah. think, oh, well, this is, well, maybe it's not, you know, and then you, because yeah. we would have missed out.
1: Yep. See, time. Mark one down for binging episodes because if it was something you see every week, you watch the first one and be like, nope, didn't like it. And I'm, then you yeah, never watch it again.
0: I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. If that was a weekly thing, I may, I may have fallen off that. I may have stayed on just because it's a true story. Yeah. And that's intriguing, but um, yeah, I don't know. I can't even really pinpoint what it was about that first episode. Yeah, I don't it know. It was just, just the mood. I don't know. It's just something about it didn't click.
1: Maybe they use a different camera.
0: Yeah, that's what it was.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that's really all we've watched. It was worth it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would. I give that. I give that an A plus. Really good. Plus. It was really, 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 really good. Yeah. I love
1: Merit Weaver. hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I do. I believe you. I do. I believe you. I
0: want to make sure you believe me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's important. So um, next weekend we will probably be reviewing Birds of Prey. Yeah. Which finally became available for pre-purchase
1: yeah um yeah what the hell
0: i don't know what was going on with that and not like because i'm like oh my god it's gonna be the most amazing film ever but i'm just like really this is a comic book movie right yeah (laughs) we're not you can't even buy this yet okay so i don't know um i've been hearing some things it was it was sort of destined to be torn apart Mm. people want as as per usual when it comes to comic book movies people wanted to hate it and then i was starting to read some reviews where it was actually doing pretty well. Yeah. And uh, people liked it. So,
1: Allow us to enter the fray next weekend.
0: I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, two other things that I... Well, one other thing that I'd wanted to see was that um, Gretel and Hansel. Mm-hmm. That kind of got torn apart. Mm-hmm. And um, was it Rhythm Section?
1: Mm-hmm. That got obliterated. I heard. Yeah. It got
0: obliterated. I was
1: getting interested and you know in know that.
0: I almost want to see it more now yeah. because I want to know. I mean... Yeah, like Blake Lively's not um, like household name kind of actress. It's not like when Scarlett Johansson, you know, you hear yeah. that, you're like, it's, but I mean, she's, she's well-known she's a well-known actress and, and hey, listen, uh, and anybody that can actor, deals
1: with, deal with Ryan Reynolds on a daily, <laughs> on a daily basis.
0: basis. Um, so I'm I love just, Ryan
1: Reynolds, by the way, but I'm just saying, I'll
0: tell you, I'll tell you before we wrap up why I'm interested in it is because some of the complaints that I was hearing was that. This is not your next female bond. I don't know if that's how they were trying to market this, if they were trying to make this into something. I've heard that a lot, something
1: about like a female bond. I've heard that a lot. And they kept
0: saying like, this isn't your next Mission Impossible. It's not your next female bond. I don't know that that's what they were going for. It's Hollywood. So it's very likely that they may have been. But the complaints were that it was more of a psychological thriller. And I'm like, "Uh, that sounds great.
1: How dare they? (laughs) I just don't like the name.
0: Yeah, the name's, the, the name's really lame. It's weird. It's I don't not, get it. I, I, it must have some meaning that I don't... I'm not I cool don't, enough to get yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we're not cool enough. But um, I want to see this more now because it's getting torn apart. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie and say that I'm jumping into the theater to go see it. I'll see it when I could, like, stream it or something. It's on Netflix or something. But, yeah, I, I um to say the performance was terrible, the storyline was terrible, but the fact that people were like, there wasn't enough action, it was more of a psychological thriller, well that's still really good yeah. i mean those things go it, just because but i can understand it if it got marketed as like a a bond movie where there's going to be a lot of flippies and mm-hmm. effects and gunfights and stuff and you didn't get that is that the only reason why you didn't like it that's what i want to yeah. know did you not like it because there wasn't enough action for you but was still well, that, a good it's story a weird
1: argument because it's like then you're saying you don't like those types of movies yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I
0: don't know. I, I'm, I'm going, now I'm going to say that I, I will watch that. I don't know when, but I will watch it. F and
1: everybody. We're going to see it. <laughs>
0: I'm interested to see what this, uh, what I think got a C- minus rating on some, yeah. I don't know, somebody gave it that and it was like 3.3 million, which I think was supposed to be the lowest like opening weekend in history or something for that type of film. I think it was like a $50 million dollar film or something. I don't know. You know what? I just find those numbers adorable. Yeah. <laughs> they spent $50 million on this. I'm like, $50 million? I can't even relate to anything you're saying right yeah. now. You might as well be speaking Arabic. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, that is a completely, I I I got nothing. I don't know. I'm so sorry. Hmm. Am I supposed to feel sorry for you because you're not going to make the revenue back on your fifty million dollar film? Hollywood will bounce back, trust me. Those producers are far from gonna. They're far from suffering. No, but then they'll come out
1: because it's Blake Lively and she's female. They'll say, "Well, I guess Blake Lively." It's
0: because because you tried to make a female Bond movie. They'll just say,
1: "Well, I guess she doesn't sell at the box office." I'm out of here, you know. It's like, oh, it's one movie. Have
0: you seen most of John Travolta's movies? Come I know, on,
1: seriously.
0: I'm just gonna. I'm, that's right. I threw the shade. I'm gonna throw yeah. the shade, and you know it's true. Don't even tell <laughs> like, come on. Uh, so yeah, so we'll we'll probably be talking about Birds of Prey next weekend. Hopefully, it's. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know though. I'm not. If it's not, I'm not going to pretend that it, that it was. Right. I won't do that. But I, I'm hoping it's good. So if you have any questions. Um, we had we had Marcus on because he'd reached out to us. So mm-hmm. do do the same. Reach out if you have projects or anything cool coming up, and, and it better
1: know. be cool. It better be cool. Because uh, Marcus, you know, met, uh, messaged us, and I said, "Oh man, if you this stuff have, better be cool." If you don't have a tournament, don't even bother. And it was cool. So so um, I wanted to, I was I wanted really wanted to talk to him.
0: Yeah. So well, he
1: had a, his he had an article about his film tournament on No Film School, which was impressive. Oh.
0: Um, Oh, very interesting.
1: I remember seeing that, but I was like, I just play it because, you know, I don't read all the articles and no films. Who reads? <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> I read it for the articles. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Well, if you if you have anything coming up that's cool, film thing type stuff or whatever. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. And we'll have all the links for um, Marcus's work yep. and tournaments. And if you have something to submit, submit it. Submit it. Get it out there.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And, uh huh. And we appreciate you. So, um... Shout-outs. Shout-outs. Seti Geekin, Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Perry Aurovis. Um, mm-hmm. Shout-out to, to all our cast and crew.
1: Shout-out to Marcus.
0: To Marcus. Well, obviously, he was on the show. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah. Are you all right? Yeah. I'm. Uh, it are like you okay? You, you, <laughs> you might have had some weird, like, internal seizure just no. then. <laughs>
1: okay. Where are we? What's, what's happening? We're, what year what's is this? it? Uh,
0: actually, also...
1: We have a woman t- president. <laughs> we now. have a
0: woman president. Today whenever you're listening to this won't be today but today is sunday yes and today's date is a palindrome. yeah it is 0202 2020 Mm -hmm. isn't that fascinating fascinating your life is never going to be the same no you're welcome thank you for joining us bye goodbye